Welcome back to No Expectations. This is a podcast where we have no expectations, man. I'm your host, William Bennett. Speaking of my name, that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. Like, what's your name? Like, what do you think of when someone says, like, what's your name? Can you even answer that? What's in a name? So I'm asking you, what's your name? What up, bros? Bros and ladies? I almost said bros and hoes, but that would have been inappropriate, even though I just said it. Uh, yeah, William here. Um, that's my name. But you probably want to know like who I am, right? I mean, when someone asks you who you are, you usually just tell them your name. Like, who are you? Like, who, who are you? And you're like, oh, I'm William. But, but, like, but who are you? You know, that, that, that's, that's not what they asked you. They asked you who you were. It's not just like what your name is, right? Uh, I've been trying to answer this question for like for years, you know. Um, I, I don't know if you guys have ever read this book, but there's this book by John Eldridge called Wild at Heart. And he kind of goes into this a little bit, like what's your name? And it really struck a chord with me big time, you know. Uh, he accompanied like this thought, right? And he he, he brings up, movie quotes throughout his book and one of the movies that he brought up was gladiator do, you, do y'all remember gladiator have y'all ever seen gladiator if you haven't seen gladiator go watch it it's a pretty damn good movie um there is this amazing scene where the douchebag emperor approaches the gladiator and asks his name and he's like gladiator what's your name but the gladiator doesn't just tell him his name right he turns his back and it enrages it, it it enrages the emperor. He's a little piece of crap. The emperor calls him says gladiator slave. He renamed him. He named him slave. He's like you're just a slave. He says identify yourself to your emperor. And the gladiator turns and he removes his helmet saying this. My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, commander of the armies of the north, general of the Felix Legions, loyal servant to the true emperor, Marcus Aurelius, father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. Whoa. So when someone says, who are you? Hey, what's your name? What do you tell them? Well, yeah, my name is John. My name is Henry. No, man, you gotta learn to you gotta learn what your name is. And I've been trying to figure out my name. I don't fully know it yet, but but I, but my name's getting longer, right? Like let's let's listen to that one more time. The emperor comes up and says, "Slave, identify yourself." You have just been renamed slave. And the gladiator turns around. My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, commander of the armies of the north, general of the Felix Legions, loyal servant to the true emperor, Marcus Aurelius, father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will have my vengeance 
this life or the next. I talked about this a lot last episode, kind of like the man babies, right? And and like kind of identifying who you are. So let, let's let's stay on that same topic, right? So you're a man baby. You realize you're a man baby. Maybe you're 10 years old. Maybe you're a man toddler. Maybe you're a man adolescent. Man teenager, you're in your 20s. Maybe you're a man. We talked about how men can grow quicker than other men. It's not just about maturity. It's about that selflessness, that vulnerability that we have, that we learn to have. Some of us never learn it. And that's why you see men, quote unquote, men who are in their 30s and still compensating to try and be a man. And you ask them what their name is. Their name's, you know, I'm just Craig. Yeah, but who are you, man? Like, what's your name? And I, I've i struggled with that. Someone will come up to me and, hey, what you, have what you been up to lately? And I'm just like, nothing. I don't do much. And end of conversation, even though it was small talk, there was, a, there was an opportunity right there for me to evangelize. There was an opportunity right there for me to share a part of me, to be vulnerable with somebody who doesn't know me and share them my name. So this is what I have so far, right? I don't have anything written down. I'm going to go off the top of my head. My name is William Bennett. I am a father to a prayer warrior in heaven. I am a husband to the most amazingly beautiful, selfless woman. Kind of it. I need more. I mean, that's a good start. Don't get me wrong. But, but, but who am I? And it's something I reflect on regularly. When I am struggling with genuine happiness, when I'm struggling at work with what I do, if I'm happy, usually when I'm able to identify my name and who I am is when I start to see clarity in life. I do another show with my buddy Matt, and um, you know I don't know when this particular show airs, but the show that we just did, me and Matt, we talked about, uh, you know, fear of missing out. We talked about how I disconnected from notifications on my phone. And I've been doing that now for about two or three weeks or two weeks. I'm sorry. And it has been the most amazing thing that I've ever done, like for myself. And I've been doing this to try and grow more, to learn more about me and how to become a better man and eliminating distractions, eliminating notifications. When someone texts me, I don't need to stop what I'm doing to answer that text message. That does not need to happen. It should happen on my own terms. But I even get frustrated when I text somebody and they don't text me back. I'm like, dude, just text me back. At least acknowledge that you got my message because I'm asking you something. You know, hey, I'll get back to you in a little bit. I have even put that on them that they need to do the same thing that I do is be at everybody else's beck and call. As I learn who I am and I learn my name, I learn more about what it means to be me. Not just what it means to be a man, but what it means to be William Bennett. What it means to be a father to a prayer warrior in heaven. What it means to be a husband to the most amazingly beautiful, selfless woman. There's confidence in knowing who you are. 
And like I said, I'm not there yet. This isn't a show where I come on and I just preach to you or, you know, tell you all this like quote unquote what I think is wise and the wisdom that I have. That's not what this show is about. It's about sharing with you some of my shortcomings, right? About how I expected to be a certain place in life and the reality comes in and knocks me down a peg. So my birthday was this past week. I'm a now proud new owner of an age of 34. I've never been 34 before. Uh, I take that back. I've been 34 now for two days. But I've never been in my mid-30s. And I think at, you know, 34, 35, 36 is your mid-30s. So this is my first time in my mid-30s. And it's just crazy. Where, where have I, What have I been doing with my life? And this usually happens. The older you get and the birthdays come around, around you start thinking more about the year before and the years before. And you start to either live two ways. One, maybe three ways. One, you're complacent. You don't really, you just blase. And that, that's a piss poor way to live. Two, you live in a life of like accomplishment. Of pride, I should say. You've enjoyed what you've been doing. You've been doing it to the best of your ability. And it's been, it's been a good ride. And then three, I find that most people tend to live in regret. And I, I kind of fall under the third category. And I'm, I'm currently working on how to get into the second category of living with a pride, like pr- proud of what I used to do. And I even think that the, the more that I learn about myself and who I am and the man that I'm capable of being, I can even look back at the regretful years as a proud moment. Not a learning moment, but being proud of where I came from and, and how I came to be the man that I am today. When I used to do youth ministry and I would ask kids uh, like seniors, you know, some juniors, but hey, what are you going to do next year? And, and there's so much like I don't know, which is totally fine. I don't believe I, I believe even the ones that know what they're going to go do. I find that the statistics of them finishing that out is pretty low. And the ones that do finish it out of them being unhappy later and wanting to change that is pretty high. There's some lucky ones out there that are like, you know what, I want to be an engineer, go to school, become an engineer, love what they do. I want to be a vet. I want to be a doctor. I want to be something specific. Maybe they go into it and they realize they love it. Um, there was this actual, actually, there's this guy on this retreat I, I was just on. And, you know, he talked about how he was went to school and became a lawyer and then realized after a couple of months of being a lawyer, that's not what he wanted to do. I wish I could become a lawyer and then realize that's not what I wanted to do. But but he changed it. It's not what he had to do. It wasn't who he was. Granted, he was still a lawyer. He probably still kept up with all of his credentials. But he did do something else and he went into real estate. And that's something that kind of more or less maybe defined him as the man that he was and not so much as a lawyer. And, and that's, that, that meant a lot to me because I don't need to always be who I am today and tomorrow I can be something else. And your name continually changes, right? So let's add to my name a little bit. Maybe you can get to know me a little bit more. Is not only am I a father to a prayer warrior in heaven and a husband to an amazingly beautiful selfless wife, I am uh, a disc golfer. I know that sounds funny to some people, but to me, it brings a lot of enjoyment 
It's peaceful. You're out in nature. I am a prayer. I'm becoming a prayer warrior. I haven't always been, but I'm becoming one. I've been learning through that, through my asking for my son's intercession in heaven for prayers. And I myself have been more praying more. Let's just say that. Um, I am a musician. I'm actually a musician who rarely plays music, but that's still a, a part of my identity. I still hear music where I go and I hear other people playing music and I identify with that. A lot of people don't. They'll, they'll, they'll feel moved by music. But when you, when you know how to play an instrument and you can see their fingers moving and you, you sing and you can hear them singing, there's a different type of identification. It's not better. I'm not trying to say that I'm better off because I can do these things. It's a different type of identification within that. that, that I can. It's, it's easier to have that translated to me, right? There's certain things like a, a quick little drum beat that'll hit me harder you know, than most other people because I, I, I feel that drum beat uh, differently than other people. When I talk to these kids about going to school and what they want to do, I always try and tell them, just go to school. Learn what you want to do. I mean, I don't know anybody who is 17 or 18 years old who knows what they're going to be like when they're in their 30s. Because when I was in high school, the one thing that I wanted to do wanted to do that was hard to say wanted to do was to go live in the french quarter like on the streets essentially be homeless and just play guitar for money and see if i could survive like a year the french quarter of new orleans by the way i didn't do this i have played music on the streets and i have made enough money for some cigarettes made enough money for a meal but not enough to essentially live off of um but that's what I wanted to do, and I didn't do it out of fear, and not just out of fear, but out of expectations of what other people thought I should be doing. And so now there's a part of me that lives in that regret, right? There was a time when I wanted to build guitars, and I met this amazing man through another friend of mine who is a, it was an older gentleman. He built guitars, and I built guitars, and I, and I, I didn't build guitars, but I showed up. He was like, yeah, come. The only way you're going to learn to build guitars is if you build your first guitar. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to build my first guitar. With his wood, on his tools, learning from him. And I did. I built a neck. It wasn't finished. It was just the shape of it. Got it sanded down. It was a three-piece neck. It was beautiful. I, I told him, hey, listen, I'm going to Mexico. I'm going on this mission trip. I'll be back, you know, in about a week and a half or so, you know, but I'll be back. And again, I just kind of met this guy and he invited me into his home, like where his workshop was. And I went to Mexico. I ended up getting sick in Mexico and I just never kind of called the guy back because I was young and stupid. And because I got sick and it was already like two weeks past or three weeks past when I told him I would come back, I kind of got nervous and I did kind of a stupid kid move and I just stayed quiet. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't go back. And that's another regret of mine. It's like, man, I could have been like a, a luthier. I could have been building guitars for a living. So now that I'm in my mid-30s and I'm contemplating a lot more on what my name is, on who I am, I often only see the stuff that I didn't do or the stuff that I did do that I shouldn't have done. Instead of me seeing my name as being somebody 
that did stop you know, right like i see my name as somebody that like i'm william bennett the one who didn't learn how to build guitars i'm william bennett the one who didn't try to a music career or whatever and i, I don't want to see myself as that that's not my name like i'm not a slave to that i want to be more than that I want to surround myself with people who will teach me what my name is. Or at least teach me how to see what my name is. I don't know if anybody's listening to this show. Because this show's not for you. This show is for me. But if you are listening to the listening to the show, listening to me, is this relatable at all? Like Am I the only one who struggles with knowing who I am? Because I don't think I am the only one who struggles. I see it a lot. It's easy for me to take splinters out of other people's eyes. I'm not going to lie to you. But I see that struggle so much. And it's not that I see it because I've been there and I've overcome it. I see it because I'm in it right now. I am working to get myself out of it. So at least I'm on that that level of the stairs right I'm, I'm climbing I'm on my way up but man I can't wait to fully know my name and, and, and I'm gonna be honest with you I don't know if when we die and we go to heaven and you're at the pearly gates and St. Peter's going through the list is that when we learn our name is that when he tells us our name as he's trying to see if your name's on the list I hope and I pray that when I do get to heaven and St. Peter reads his name It takes him years to finish it. So my question is to you. We've heard the gladiator. That sound clip was about, I don't know, six seconds, five seconds or so. It wasn't that long. How long is your name? How long is your name going to be? I stand corrected. I'm sorry. I had to look real quick. It's actually 22 seconds. A pretty long name. (laughs) but I hope my name is a minute and a half long, not just 22 seconds. I'm striving. I want to be more. I want to be better. So here's what I'm doing to do that. Cause I'm not just here to talk. And this sounds kind of depressing of like, uh, I don't know my name, but it's about the self-realization of like, I know that I can learn my name and I'm going to, and I want to take you guys on that journey with me. So here's what I'm doing. One, I'm praying every morning. You're not going to know your name unless you know who gave you the life that allows you to have a name. So every morning now, I'm praying. I'm trying to do a rosary every morning. Two, I'm trying to engage other people. I don't want to just get in the elevator and look at my phone. I want to look up and say hi to somebody. That's it. That's all I'm trying to do right now. I'm not trying to sit there and have this great deep conversation with somebody in the elevator. I'm just trying to say hi because I don't do that now. I'm the one that gets in the elevator and keeps my head down. So I've been doing that for the past two weeks and it's been better. I'll try and go and visit someone else's office or cubicle and not try and start a conversation, but at least engage them in what they're into and what I'm into a little bit deeper than just asking a quick question about work. So anyway, engaging other people, essentially. I want to learn from others and I haven't been doing that. And I think that's, 
one of my stumbling blocks. Number three is I need to disconnect from the world. So I turned all notifications off on my phone. I don't receive text messages like notifications. Uh, We're on Marco Polo, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit. Nothing. No notification. Emails, nothing. No notifications. I decide when I look at my phone, not when someone else texts me. I wish I could do the same thing with phone calls, but I I need phone calls. Um, That has been a huge difference as well. I have noticed myself that in times when um, there was silence, uh, what we typically do is maybe pull out our phones and go check Facebook, right? Pull out our phones, go check Instagram. We might check email and use that as our crutch to not connect with the outside world. You know, if you're in a doctor's office, you know, why do you have to play Angry Birds the whole time? Why can't you look around? Or you see someone else and you say hi and maybe a small little conversation, you know, starts. I always pull my phone out. So those are the three or four, whatever I said, things that I'm trying to do right now, just this week. Next week, I think I have two and a half more weeks of just doing those things. And then I'm going to add more to it. So I'm going to keep trying. Call me on, man, if you see me. And I'm playing on my phone. I don't need to be playing my phone. Because I want to engage others. I want to see things. I don't want to miss out on anything. And I have been. So come on, come with me. Don't be afraid. You can come along for the ride. You want to know what your name is? You can learn your name, man. I'm learning mine. It's a slow process, but guess what? It's happening. Listen, this is no expectations. My name is William Bennett, your host. You can find us on social media at... I don't, actually, I haven't even started social media yet, so I keep saying no expectations, but I'm sure that's already taken. Um, where else can you find us? Oh, wisefoolsmedia.com, if you want to check that out. they got some blogs on there. I do some blogs on there. If you want to leave a comment for the show, just email me. No expectations at wisefoolsmedia.com. That's no expectations at wisefoolsmedia.com. And you can call in, leave a voicemail, ask a question. We'll play it on the air. 985-503-7867. That's 985-503-7867. Again, my name is William. And this is No Expectations. 